Welcome to All Truth, No Cap, a podcast for teenagers. Please take a second to follow and leave a review. This will allow the podcast to appear in feeds more frequently. If you do have a question or a topic that you'd like to hear more about, shoot me a message and we'll take some time to address that particular topic. Our goal is to help a generation navigate the world that they're living in, so please share a link and give others a chance to get some help. Uh, this will be the last one we uh, put out for today, and it's going to be a, I'll just give you ample warning, it's going to be a um, a tough topic, and I'm just going to get down to the, the nitty-gritty, down to uh, brass tacks, and so just um, buckle up your seatbelts and uh, hang on and uh Follow with me. I mean, if you if you do have your Bible and you want to follow along with me, follow along in God's Word. Don't uh, don't be shy about that, and uh, it'll allow you to kind of see this is not just what I think or my opinion. This is what the Bible has to say. But uh, we're going to look at today, um, or the, for this last episode for the day, I'm calling this episode "Beware of the Trap." Beware of the trap. And we're going to start. I want you to. I'm going to start with a story. Then we're going to look at the Bible. My dad used to tell the story years ago of a um, a monkey down in Brazil, and uh, down in Brazil they they would hunt the monkeys uh, for food. And uh, monkeys are quick and they're hard to catch. And uh, this particular monkey, my dad named it, so it was you're able to uh, uh, associate with it more. But uh, the monkey's name was Chi Chi. And uh, Chi Chi was uh, a very inquisitive monkey, very curious monkey. And uh, what the farmers, what the farmers would do, is uh, they would put uh, um, jars uh, with shiny objects, uh, and they would attach them uh, somehow to the ground or to a tree, and so that the jar couldn't move. And they put shiny objects down inside. And as the monkeys would come by, curious monkeys would reach in. And Chi Chi did that one day. Came along and found a shiny object down at the bottom of this jar, and he reached down and uh, grabbed the grabbed the shiny object. And uh, as he was pulling his hand out, his hand got stuck uh, because he refused to let go of that uh, that particular object. And uh, if it was just his empty paw or his empty hand, he could have easily slid it out, but because he tried to hold on to that, he couldn't get it out, and rather than letting go, he kept trying, kept trying, kept trying, until finally the farmer or the hunter came along and uh, saw uh, Chi-Chi, and uh, unfortunately for Chi-Chi, he killed Chi-Chi, and uh, that's uh, really, really, lack of a better way to put it, that's the end of the story, harsh end of the story. All that to say, all he had to do was let go. Um, it was not uh, a difficult thing. Uh, mentally, I guess you could say it was a difficult thing because he was so focused on keeping that. Uh, but ultimately, all he had to do was let go. And so that's, like I said, the, the episode is entitled Beware of the Trap. And uh, I want you to look, uh, we're going to look at a couple different things here as we go through. We're going to begin in uh, 1 Samuel 18, 21. It's really going to be a jumping point. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time here, but I want you, I want you to see something first of all. And uh, really, after we get to this first verse, you'll understand the direction I'm going. And so, uh, like I said uh, earlier, just go ahead and buckle up and uh, enjoy it. And uh, try to, try, like I said, glean glean some information from it and enjoy enjoy these next few minutes that uh, we get to spend together. Uh, but in 1 Samuel chapter uh, 18, verse 21 is where I'm going to be at. Uh, the Bible says that uh, David had a daughter and I know a lot of people pronounce her name Michael. I think it's more Michal, uh, but uh, but either way, uh, David or uh, Saul has his daughter, and she the Bible says she loved David, and uh, she wanted to marry David. She she legitimately loved David. But verse twenty one is the verse I want to see, and the Bible says, and Saul said, I will give him her, and here's the reason that she may be a snare to him. He understood the uh, the complication that is involved uh, when a uh, emote when emotions rise high and 
uh, in this case, guys like girls, girls like guys. He understood the psychology of that, and he was going to use his daughter to trip David up. She, he, he literally says here, I want her, or I want her to be a snare to David. And so he understood how that worked. And I, you know, you look at a story like that, and obviously we know, you know, how the story turns out. Uh, but sometimes I, I think we think we're above that. We think we are, uh, it's not, we're, we're going to be the exception to the rule rather than just what the rule is. But I want you to see, uh, as we go through here, like I said, uh, uh, you'll understand the direction we're going with this. But just, just like Chi-Chi, the, uh, you know, bewaring of the trap, in this case, uh, Saul was using Michael as a trap for David. And uh, in that same way, the devil will use the opposite gender as a trap uh, for teenage guys and teenage girls alike. Now, obviously, as you get older and the, the concept of, of dating becomes a legitimate thing in regards to uh, seeking the one whom God would have you spend the rest of your life with, that's a different story. But what you have to understand is that even in that case, even somebody, you know, a seasoned adult who uh, maybe lost a spouse and is going to get married again or has never been married and is getting ready to get married is even a 30, 40, 50 year old person. It's still something we're all susceptible to, susceptible to because God designed women to have an attraction to men and men to have an attraction to women. That's 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 how we're designed. Now, obviously, our society, and that's not the point of the episode, but our society is has perverted that. And uh, we're not, like I said, that's not the point of the episode, but God has designed men to have an attraction for women and women to have an attraction for men. And like I said, we're going to look at here then how the devil has taken that and he'll use it as a trap to ensnare us. He'll try to, to get us to, uh, to cave to desires and to lusts that we should not. And he's using something that God built into us for good, and he's using it for wrong. And I want you to see that as we go through here. So we're going to look at a couple different ideas. I'm going to apply it. You know, unfortunately, a lot of times the the passage that we're going to go to is applied a lot of times primarily to girls. But I think in regards to the relationship between guys and girls, I think it can go both directions. We're going to be in Proverbs chapter seven. Now, don't get uh, don't get all all squirrely or weird on me, okay? Uh, but uh, we're going to be in Proverbs chapter seven, and I want to look at I want you to look at a couple of things. Just so you understand, Proverbs seven deals with what we call the strange woman, and uh, she wasn't weird, uh, but the strange woman is in she was a worldly wise woman. Uh, she was looking to do wrong, and you're going to see that as we go through here. Uh, but uh, we're going to begin actually in chapter six, uh, verse twenty four uh, is really the first term we're going to look at. Bible says in chapter six, verse twenty. Uh, Solomon is giving this proverb, proverb, and he's telling his son specifically to keep thee or to keep him from the evil woman, from the flattery of the tongue of the strange woman. There's a strange woman we first find there, and like I said, the entire chapter seven is built around that strange woman. But we find that term flattery a little bit later in chapter uh, seven, verse five. The Bible says that they may keep thee from the strange woman. Once again, from the stranger with flattereth with her words. And then we see again in chapter 7, verse 21, I'm sorry, verse 11, it says she is loud. Now, just because a person is loud does not mean they're the strange woman, but it's you'll see where we're going in a second here, but it's her goal to draw attention to her. It's her goal to put all the attention on her, or it's his goal to put all the attention on him, to try to draw as much attention as he can. Once again, you think of the idea of, uh, of uh, a fisherman going out and fishing uh, with a hook or fishing with a net, regardless, trying to catch something and understanding that our goal in life is not to catch a mate. It's not to catch a spouse. Our goal is to please Christ, and Christ brings that right person along. But we see here this strange woman, like I said, the whole thought here being beware of the trap. 
um, we see the flattery, flattery then being louder than the last verse. I want you to look at, right, for this thought, chapter 7, verse 21, the Bible says, with her much fair speech, she caused him to yield. Once again, we find her talking. We find the, the conversation. And I referenced this a little bit in the last episode, just about the idea of uh, someone in regards to the relationship with the guy and a girl saying, well, if you love me this or if you love me that, and trying to use that persuasive speech. But understanding that in this case, her speech was what she was using to try to persuade him, to try to, to sway him, to try to seduce him to do wrong. And be very, very wary as you get older and you have uh, guys as girls uh, flirt and girls as guys flirt. Now, once again, that's it's a natural thing. And I'm, I'm in no way saying that it's it shouldn't happen, but be very, very careful of it. That's why beware of the trap. There are traps everywhere. That doesn't mean you're going to fall into it or you're going to get snared by it. But you, but you have to be aware of it. You have to be careful of it. You have to stay away from it. And far too often, we try to get as close to the trap as we can. And well, I, I'll be okay. And I'm not gonna, th- I'm not gonna this, and I'm not gonna that. But we end up getting caught. We end up allowing ourselves to get snared. And as a result, we have no one to blame other than ourselves. Much like Chichi, all Chichi had to do was let go. Uh, if he would have never gotten near the trap in the first place, it would have never happened. All that to say, though, this strange woman flattered. Flattery is an, they're empty compliments. They're compliments meant uh, to have an, an end game. There's ulterior motives to it. Uh, it's not just a compliment. Oh, you look nice. It's a flattery. It's it's maybe the way it's said and things like that. And I'm not saying you're looking for uh, for this strange woman behind every corner or, or a, a strange guy behind every... I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is you just have to be wary. You have to think. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to guide you as you make decisions because it it is a very, very important decision. I can be honest, honestly say, outside of my salvation, my choice of spouse is the most important decision I've ever made or ever will make. Because you have to understand how how that decision goes determines how the rest of your life goes. And I, whether it's right to say or not, do you want your life to be uh, constant flattery and constant bickering? Or do you want to live a life of peace? Then choosing a spouse is very key to that. And so in regards to that, be very, very wary. Beware of the trap. In this case, the strange woman was seeking to trap him with her words, first of all. The second thing, and once again, this is going to be a touchy subject. I'm just going to warn you, uh, but it is something I I, I want to address. In chapter uh, 7, verse 10, the Bible says, Behold, there met him a woman with the attire of an harlot. Now, the attire means how she was dressed. And I'm not we're not gonna sit here and debate, well, this article of clothing good, this article of clothing bad. I'm gonna put it out there bluntly, guys, girls, the clothing you wear, do you wear it to draw attention to you or do you wear it to draw attention to your savior? Plain and simple. You know, far too often we live in a society where uh, they'll, uh, you know, you think of the way when I was in high school, uh, this type of uh, thought would be preached very heavily to the girls as, you know, be modest. But honestly, I'll just be blunt and honest with you guys. There are a lot of immodest things for guys out there nowadays as well. It doesn't make it okay just because society does it or it's the style. You have to choose to say, you know what, is this drawing attention to me or is it pointing people to, or is it setting me apart and people will see a difference? And once again, I'm not saying every article of clothing, but there are specific articles of, articles of clothing set aside to draw attention to the wearer. And that's what this woman, obviously, that's what she was doing. The Bible says, behold, there met him a woman with the attire of an harlot. Now, 
I will say this, there's nothing wrong with looking presentable. There's nothing wrong with looking beautiful or looking uh, handsome or looking good or whatever term you want to use. There's nothing wrong with that because, you know, even God God designed uh, flowers to have uh, beautiful petals because the, the sight of that is what attracts the bees to the flower. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is... What is what? What is the purpose in the dressing that way? It, it is once again to draw the attention, but in turn, is it drawing attention in the wrong way, or is it saying, you know what? I want to sit down. I, I have respect for myself. Let me put it that way. I have respect for myself, but I also want to look attractive. I also want to look put together. You know, it's an interesting thing. I, I've I've noticed it before, and it just kind of came up when I I got to this uh, particular section here. Um, in a Second Kings chapter nine, we find uh, the story of Jezebel. Um, the Bible says that Jezebel, and we'll come back to if you're in Proverbs seven, we'll come back to it. But um, the with Jezebel, uh, the Bible says that uh, Jehu. Jehu uh, won a great victory, and uh, he's on his way back, and he's going to, this is going to be the end of Jezebel. Now, I don't think Jezebel knew it at this point, uh, but it would be. Uh, in Je- but in 2 Kings chapter 9, uh, the Bible says uh, that uh, Ahaziah, Jezebel's son, is killed. And then the Bible says that uh, Jehu um, comes riding like a madman into town. And the Bible says, now watch what happens in Ch- 2 Kings ch- chapter 9, verse 30. The Bible says, and when Jehu was come to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it. Okay, now, she knows her son just died. So she knows that Jehu's not coming to have a party. She knows that Jehu's not coming to have a prayer meeting. She knows more than likely this is the end for her. This is what she does. Jezebel heard of it, and she painted her face and tired her head and looked out at a window. In other words, she made herself up in such a way in hopes that she would be attractive enough that Jehu would not kill her. Don't tell me that the dress that we wear and the 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 way we make up our hair or make up our face, don't tell me that that has no effect. Because automatic, right here in the Bible, we see Jezebel say, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm on the verge of death. Let me do, let me play whatever card, if I can use that terminology, whatever card I can to try to keep my life, to try to sway the way Jehu is going to think, to try to uh, change the way he's viewing this. And what she does is she paints her face and she tired her head. In other words, she she did up her hair, basically. So back to Proverbs 7 then. The Bible says that, that the simple one, he saw this woman and she was wearing the attire of an harlot. I will say this, and I wrote this down here, it would be a great thing for guys and girls. Girls, if you put on an outfit, ask your dad, dad, what do you think of this outfit? Well, but, but what it well, he spent he he as a he as your father is the most invested male in your life. Give him an opportunity to have the veto power without getting salty with him. I'm just being honest with you. Guys, the same thing. Like I said, far too often it's pushed just toward girls, but the same thing for guys. Mom, what do you think of this outfit? Because as a, she's the most invested woman in your life. And that's a decision. That's you saying, hey, you know what? I'm responsible enough to say, you know what? I'm gonna give you veto power. I want to see if, I want to make sure that I line up with what you would desire, what you think is best. So first of all, we see the flattery. Second of all, we see the dress. And I'm trying to hurry through this here. Uh, Then in uh, Proverbs 7, then verse 13, the Bible says, So she caught him and kissed him, and with an impudent face said unto him, and she she goes into her, her little spiel, but she caught him and kissed him, her actions. Be very wary, this once again, both guys and girls, when a 
guy or girl tries to get you by yourself. Well, I can I can handle it. I can try. No, you can't. That's what I said at the beginning. You're not going to be the exception. You may be able to handle it for a little while, but eventually the devil will prey on those desires, much like this right here. I mean, that's verse 13. We're 13 verses into the chapter, and that simple one handled it, handled it, handled it, and finally this, the uh, strange woman just reached out and said, you know what? Well, I'm going to take action. Her words, her dress, and then her actions. Be very, very wary. Beware of the trap. Like I said, God designed men to like women and women to like men. He designed it that way, but the devil's taken it and he's manipulating it and he's causing Christian teenager after Christian teenager to fall by what they, well, I think it's so, okay. Well, you know, the Bible says in the New Testament, um, this is kind of a touchy subject, literally, um, but uh, the Bible says in the New Testament that it's good for a man not to touch a woman. You know, the Bible doesn't say, thou shalt not. The Bible says it's good for a man not to touch a woman simply because it creates desires in your heart and mind that you cannot righteously fulfill until you're married. Well, I can handle it. There you go again. As long as you're saying you can handle it, the devil's got you right where he wants you. He's going to tear you limb from limb. You're going to destroy everything, destroy your life, destroy your usability, and the devil's going to walk on to the next person. You have to choose to say, you know what, I decide, you know, regardless, if, if I'm in a relationship now, here's my decision. This is, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Sit down with your parents. Say, mom, dad, what are your rules? What are your ground rules? Well, you're not going to date for two or three years. But they have the right to say that. And that's where the submission comes in. Is your opinion more, more important or is theirs? Because like I said, they've invested in you more than you've invested in yourself. So we see, first of all, her flattery, her words. Then second of all, we see her dress. Third of all, we see her actions. And then last of all, this is kind of a side, a side note, but it is uh, something I did want to hit. The Bible says in chapter 7, verse 9, in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. Stop going to bed so late. When you guys go, you go to bed late, your inhibitions are down. You're on social media and all in, in the dark by yourself. No one's there to monitor you. No one's there to give you accountability. And that's when you get in trouble. That's before all this happens. You know, the Bible says in James that it's, uh, I'm starting to get go, get going here in a second. Uh, but it, start, it says in the book of James that every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust. When you're by yourself, you have no accountability. When you're by yourself, you have nobody watching you. When you're by yourself, your own inhibitions are destroyed late at night. And so you have to choose to say, you know what? X amount of time I'm putting my phone up. X amount of time I'm charge. I'm uh, going to put my phone on the charger in this room or in my mom and dad's room. And I'm not going to touch it until the next morning. Until my alarm goes off the next morning, I'm not going to touch it again. Because what happens is the devil's going to use every avenue he can to attack you. And putting yourself in a position, as this this kid did, in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night, that's not what you want. And so we see here, she flattered with her words. Second of all, she or the way she dressed. Third of all, uh, her actions. And then fourth of all, the idea of being out late at night. So how, how do we remedy this? How do I take care of it? You know, I want to stay away from those things, but sometimes the temptation is too much. Okay, number one. Make, make your number one relationship in your life your relationship with Christ. Brother Morrissey, if you say that again, I'm going to smack you. It seems like you always come back to that. And I'm going to, because that is what fixes the problem. You see, when I spend time with Christ, I become more like him. And the things I say, the things I do, but I have to make that that relationship number one. 
So first of all, make my relationship with Christ the number one priority. My second most important relationship, my parents. And I already mentioned about uh, asking parents whether they like an outfit and all that kind of stuff. But be open and honest with your parents. I've said it from the pulpit. I may have said it from here before. If you're, uh, if you like a guy or girl or dating a guy or girl, whatever you want to call it, and you cannot be open and honest with his parents or her parents, and you cannot be, or they can't be open and honest with your parents, then you have no business in a relationship. There, I said it. Because you are not responsible enough. If you're hiding things and sneaking around people's backs and you can't be open and honest with your text messages and your Snapchats and your TikToks, if you can't be open and honest with that, you are not being responsible. And as a result, you are not ready for another relationship. Like I said, I was starting to get going and I'm trying to rein it in right now. This is more of a, a message type. But some of you have got to understand that you're not going to be the exception. You're not going to be, you're not going to be able to stand. You're not going to be able to fight because number one, your relationship with Christ stinks. It's minimal at best. But then second of all, when it comes to your relationship with parents, number one, your relationship with your own parents is horrendous or it's it's secretive and, and manipulated. And then your, or their, your significant other, you, whether guy with girl or girl with guy, whatever the case may be, they you can't be open and honest with their parents. You know what? Do this. If you're a guy, take the, the text message conversations you've had or the snaps that you've sent back and forth or uh, the what, whatever the case may be. Take that to to her dad and say, hey, I just wanted, wanted to be open and honest with you let you read that. Why wouldn't you do that? Because you're ashamed, because you know. And that's, like I said, I'm not saying everybody. What I'm saying is, though, I've seen teenager after teenager that with this kind of thing where they're, it's so susceptible. You see, we're not all susceptible to a lot of different, uh, to, to some different things, but we are all susceptible to this temptation. We're all susceptible to this trap. And that's why I said from the beginning, beware of the trap. We look at Chi-Chi and think, oh, poor Chi-Chi. And God looks down at you and says, you're just like Chi-Chi. Stay away from the trap. Stay away from it. Stay away from what's going on. But you're the exception. And like I said, it's it's a choice that each and every one of us make. You think, well, but, but what are they going to think? Well, you know, ultimately, if they think poorly of it, then they weren't worth being around in the first place. But it's a matter of what you decide. It's a matter of if you're willing to be mature and responsible. If you're willing to be open and honest with yourself, first of all, uh, but then with God and then with parents. Like I said at the beginning, it is a trap. It's something that, you know, you think in every trap there's bait and that bait is usually legitimate. When I when you go fishing, you put a worm on That worm's a legitimate worm and fish like worms, but there's a hook inside. And that's what you have to understand is you think, oh, but it's, but, but I like this, but you're not going to be the exception. The devil will hook you and then you're going to be stuck. Choose now to say, you know what? If I'm in a relationship, here's how here they're going to be the ground rules. I sat down with my mom and dad, sat down with her or his mom and dad, and these are the ground rules. This is what God says in His Word. This is God's God has final veto power. God's Word says this. You know, I, I say that in some cases, parents allow more than I think the Bible would, and I'm not here to bash on parents, and I'm not going to bash on parents. But you have to decide and say, you know what? I know mom and dad said this is okay and that's okay, but God's word said it's not, or God said it, God's word said it's not good for me, so I'm going to stay away from it. And once again, that's that's a choice you make. That's part of a maturing. That's part of a showing responsibility for being able to be in a relationship. Are you going to be able to handle it or not? Like I said, I know it's going to be a little bit harsher, but I wanted you to understand that this is something that's very the devil will use to knock out many teenagers. And you've got to choose now what you're what what you're going to do. You're going to choose now and settle now from God's word. This is what a healthy relationship looks like. This is the way it should be. And beware of that trap. 
Well, I hope it's been a help to you. And like I said, I, I long to be able to, to encourage your generation and to help your generation. But until next time, I hope you have a great week and uh, we will see you next week. Music